Got your uh... Hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Here we go again. Uh so I uh I had a thought today. I was um I was riding the BART and uh for those of you for all of our out of town listeners, BART is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's sort of like a subway. Uh radical man. It's yeah. And uh, anyway, I was riding the BART, and, I, and I've realized that this has happened to me. Anytime I sit down next to someone uh, who I'm going to talk to in the BART, it's incredibly loud. There's just the noise of the train in the tunnel. Yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm on the BART by myself, and then there's, it's not that loud, and I can like overhear other people wow. talking. But I, it never, it's never quiet when I want to like talk to the person next to me. A bart is crazy loud sometimes. It is. I thought you, you know, it's funny because when you said that, I thought you were like, today I'm gonna make random conversation with a stranger. No, no, <laughs> You're I, like, I, I, I'm no, gonna talk you know, to somebody. Today. I ran into Noam Chomsky on the bart. No. Way. Yeah, I shook his hand. I was like, hey, are you Noam Chomsky? He's like, yes, I am. And I was like, oh wow. That and you're probably cool. one of the few people who would actually know who Tom, like, who would be able to recognize Well, some, some uh, other, you know, uh, liberal East Bay lady recognized him first, but she didn't say his name. I just, I, I just heard this, you know, oh, sir, you know, blah, blah, blah. I turned around and I was like, that's Noam Chomsky. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. That was the only famous person I've ever run into, I that's think. That's probably the last person you're going to run into on BART anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. When was this? Like just last week? or I like... would say it was a couple weeks ago. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he was in town doing some speaking engagements. I asked, I was like, hey, are there any engagements coming up? And he was like, well, I think you missed most of them. And the last one sold out. I was like, oh, well. Chomsky.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I been like, oh, you need a better marketing guru. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> cool. Did you guys talk about anything uh, of note? Well, no, because the the lady who uh, spied him first kind of sat down near him, and I and so I just sort of bided my time, like maybe she will get off, but uh, but then it it became apparent that you know she was she was uh, monopolizing chom time, <laughs> and uh, and so all all I did was like, well, my stop's next, so I'll just go say hi and and see if he's see if he's doing any speaking things, and that's all. So, chom time, yeah. Don't miss Chomp Time <laughs> with Noam Chomsky. This is what you need, Professor Chomsky, a marketing guru. Oh, we should send him the link to the podcast. Chomp Time. <laughs> like, oh, that was that guy I met. All right. No, he'd be like, my God, there are a lot of crazy people <laughs> out there. The internet has enabled too many of us. Mm. It's over. It's a democratizing force for evil. Somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> you, uh, was that your topic? I think earlier you mentioned to me that you had something. To that that was the topic was the Bart noise. Oh, okay. Like, and and basically that that was an example of how situations occasionally appear. You know, the same situation will occasionally like appear differently under different circumstances. And I was wondering, you know, you often pose these sorts of questions to me. Do you ever notice anything like that? All right. Well, uh, recently I was thinking that we need a word. And maybe there already is a word. So, you know, there's words for everything, it seems like. But maybe we need a word for... 
Now, have you ever had an experience, and I'm, I guess you asked me a question, but I'm going to answer with a question. Okay. Have you ever had this experience where, like, somebody points something out, like, the way something works, like, in the world or whatever, and then you're like, oh, and then you start noticing it everywhere. Mm. Like, for example, um, I don't know if you knew this, but you know how the Ford F-150 is a truck? Yeah. There's also the F-250 and there's F-350. Right, right. They're all, like, the number kind of indicates some sort of, like, power of the truck. And right. I didn't know that. Oh. I, ne- I mean, like, I learned it, like, maybe five, seven years ago. How did you not put those together? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't pay attention to the trucks or whatever. But I guess right. it also has to do very much with the amount they could tow. Mm-hmm. But that I never would have known, right? Or, like, I mean, you know, things like that, where it's, like, little small things, but now it's, like, you just go around looking. It's like, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. That's how that works. Or did you ever see Fight Club? Yeah. And you saw, did you see the part where he pointed out that um, in film reels, Oh, there's a little boop. There's a little, like, uh, yellow dot in the right-hand yeah, corner. Yeah. It's like you would never notice that, right? Or you would notice it, but you would just never think anything of it. Right. But now that you see it, every film that you see, if it has that, you're like, oh, Fight Club. Yeah. You know, oh, that's that thing. Now I know what that is. The Changing the, the Projectionist the has to change yeah. the reel. So, yeah. like, they need a word for something where it's like, like almost like lifts kind of like this gauze off your eyes for that particular aspect of the world. I've know? got a word. Charm time. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Chom time is like a contraction, or not contraction, but a compound word for chom time, right? Maybe it should be like uh, for Chomsky time. But, well, yeah, but I'm creating a new word. But maybe like chomedy or something like that, you know? Time like, chom. <laughs> how about uh, chart? No, that's, I was gonna <laughs> that's say. already a word. That, that means something that. You know, it comes on paper and it indicates something. Why paper? It could be a map. I'm just saying it's because like the sixth definition. Oh, it could be it could be a leather chart. <laughs> well, it could be like a chart a, on skin. I mean, a chart could be on plastic, right? Or it could be on I guess vinyl. So. You're right. Mm-hmm. You could draw a chart on a dry erase board. But I'm just saying, like, we need it. Be I mean, maybe there is a word. Like another example, I could come up with example after example. But like another example is, have you ever watched hockey? Yes. Are you familiar with the blue line? I'm not that much of a hockey expert. Right, but and like if you watch hockey, it'll just be like crazy madness. Like people just like running around, hitting each other, checking each other into the boards. Is the blue line the third line? There's two blue lines. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Dividing the. And so like it's so it turns out that like when you're playing offense, you have if you cross a blue line once, like if the puck crosses the blue line, then everybody can enter the blue line area. Right. But as soon as the blue line, the, if they if the defense clears the blue line, like they, they, they send the puck out of that area, then the entire team, your entire offense has to clear that line and then come back in. Yeah. It changes the world of hockey. Like if, uh, <laughs> suddenly hockey is very complicated. Yeah, like if you didn't know that, like, and it's like, I know like a hardcore hockey fan might be like right now blowing his mind because like he doesn't even understand how like I have to explain this to somebody, you know? Well... That guy clearly didn't grow up in a uh, in a baseball football family. Right, right. Uh, so sorry. it's like, but once somebody noti- I noticed that, or somebody explains to me, it's like, oh my god, that's so much different. And it's it's amazing how like if you go go watch a hockey game, you'll hear like, oh, or yeah, and it's like, why did they cheer? Oh, because they cleared the blue line, or oh, because they, you know, mm. this like subtle things like that, and just all sorts of things. Society, like I think. You know, well, you what? Know, I mean, but there's a reason for that. It's that so the hockey player can't just cherry pick, you know, sit oh, by oh, the goal. I mean, and, yeah, I'm not trying to like say anything about hockey. I'm no, just, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you know, it's it's not like it's not like these phenomena that you suddenly reason or realize exist. It, 
exist for no reason. Oh, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, there's very clear reasons why things happen, mm -hmm. and yet you never really kind of absorb that that was there for a reason. Okay. And now you've discovered the system. You've discovered the way things work, and it just, like, changes your outlook, you know? Like, okay. when you walk down the street. A paradigm shift. Yeah, like, now that I walk down the street, I noticed that. I noticed that. Oh, my God, I noticed that. Like, I never noticed that before. And it's, like, it just... It's so interesting to me. So are, is the word we're looking for that that change of mental state, or is it the or is it the existence of the new uh, the new plane? Or what what are we looking for in it's, terms of the word? I think it's the um, it's the experience of like a sort of filter or gauze like being lifted off your eyes with, mm. with regards to that particular aspect. A a word a word that means. A very specific partial enlightenment. Yes. Yes. We'll yes. call it slice enlightenment. No. Slice enlightenment. <laughs> or or uh, partial epiphany. Partial epiphany. Parpiphany. A partiphany. Partiphany uh, might be better. Uh, yeah, partiphany might work. Though, what if what if we what if we can't even do combined words? What what does it sound like if we if we can't combine other words? Dude. <laughs> no, that's already a word. It it's got to have. I mean, like this this experience has to have a uh, a word that sort of. It's like started. clicking, you know. It's like just when you were walking down the street, you know. I mean, have you had this experience? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> new topic, very very well. No, no, no. That wasn't the new topic sound. The new topic sound is beep. New topic, very well. <laughs> But have you experienced this experience before? Well, yeah. I mean, for example, my uh, my girlfriend works uh, in doing environmental consulting, and so they look at uh, a lot of uh, proposals for power lines and transmission lines. And once she started learning about all this stuff, now she just notices them everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, not and she's like, oh, that's a, you know, uh, 500 kilowatt power line. Yeah, and another thing is like. Um, Whereas I would be, that's just a big power line. You know, sometimes you walk along the street, especially in the, uh, like urban environments. There's like like kind of spray paint on the ground all the time. Like mm -hmm. we're gonna do yeah. this kind of work. You know, each color means something. Yeah. Sometimes it's blue. Sometimes it's white. Sometimes it's pink. Sometimes it's orange. And like they each have meanings. Like blue is always water related, which makes sense. You know, but right, like, right. but there it's not just random. There's like a system, and it, like you know, you use a certain color for a certain sort of. So thing. I think we should have two words. We should have one word for when when the the veil is lifted for you by by someone telling you a, a piece of information. Okay. And another word is when you figure it out, because mm. there's because there's times when you know you figure those things out. You're like, oh. I bet blue means water, you know? And you're sort of like, ha I'm so clever. Yeah. I feel like it's more, well, I feel like it happens more that somebody else unveils it for you, and it has more power when somebody else unveils it for you. Really? Yes, I do. You, like, more power for who? For the, for the person who it was unveiled to. Because it's almost like you're living, like, this world... I, I was going to say you're living a lie, but you're living in this world where, like, you just don't understand what's you. It's like the Matrix, you know. I feel like we've talked about the Matrix already. We have talked about the Matrix, so it's a good thing because this tag is going to come out twice now. Oh man! <laughs> but like, you know, like you live in this world, and somebody like, look at that. That's not real. Look at that. 
that's like this, that's this. And you're like, oh, I never noticed any of this stuff before. And it's now all coming clear, right? It's like this unveiling. Yeah. It's like this partiphony. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like I, I sort of disagree on the which is more powerful thing. Because mm-hmm. I think that if, if you unveil it for yourself, that is, that is a more powerful experience. You know, but it, I guess like the problem is it's empowering to you. Whereas in the other one, it's someone else who has the power. I cannot disagree. I see your point. I would just say that usually when you figure it out yourself, you don't figure out the entire system. You kind of figure out one one like aspect of it. Hmm. You might say, "Oh, I that's bet. true." That's why it's a partiphony rather than. Well, that's a that's a par partiphony rather than an omni. No, but omniphony. But partiphony is like when somebody explains you to the entire system, but it's still only one segment of your reality. It's only one segment of the truth of like all oh, that's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Like even though they explained all about hockey, the blue line, or all about the color of the spray paint, or all about whatever, it's like it's still only one aspect of life. Right. right. So it's still partial. Yeah. But if you discover it, then it's partial of a partial. Uh, that's like saying that's like saying a fourth is different than a half. They're both fractions. I mean, they are, but they're, they're also they both, one is both, twice as big as the other. Yeah, I know, but they both fall under the category of fractions. They're both partiphonies. All right, I mean, uh, as opposed to the omniphony. Omniphony. Omniphony is when you know we. You learn everything. When yeah, suddenly you are one with God. So that one word will never be used. Uh, I don't know. You know, I wonder about the word epiphany now, because uh, epi. What is that? That's like that's like. You know, I don't know what that means. Or something? Epicenter? What is that? It's, what is the epicenter? No, I don't know what epi is. Uh, epicenter. epicenter is the same as the center. It's like the point where the earthquake starts. I don't know what epi is. Maybe epi is one point. Should and we? Partiphony is a... Uh, do we need to Google this right now? No. No. No, God, no. We don't resort to, like, sources of information, much less partially legitimate sources of information. But uh, anyway, I think partiphony is a good word. We could just use that and see who wins. How about omnipony for the big one? That never happens. All right, all right. Uh, I'm done with it. I'm done right. with it. Cool. Well, okay, can you give me but, some examples of like... Well, here's what I'm, I'm looking for, though. The partiphony that tells us why when I happen to be wanting to have a conversation or, That's you know... That's just Murphy's Law. Well, on a hand, I... Murphy's law is whatever can go wrong will go wrong. This is nothing going wrong. This is just means like it just so happens that when I sit down with somebody who I got on the bark with, it's louder. But okay, fine. Are are you saying that? But are you by way of saying what you just said that Murphy's law is in is improperly used most of the time? Because most people say that like, oh, it's Murphy's law that like the one day I'm late, that like you know the bus shows up. You know, like whatever. Right, exactly, uh, right. I mean, is that Murphy's Law? Yeah, but I would say in the case that I'm talking about, it's not It's not anything really going wrong. It's just sort of a more inconvenient situation. You, but that's, that's all it is, right? Missing the bus is inconvenient. No, but I still, you know, I, I still have the conversation. It's just more like you have to speak louder. All right. I, just, I mean, whatever, <laughs> all right? Like, we all know what I was trying to say. <laughs> Murphy's Law, that's all it is. I don't know. That was not a part Tiffany for me. That's for sure. That's because you're, you're a hater, dude. 
Murphy's Law is either overused, which I will, you know, stipulate to. Because, yeah, Murphy's Law is whatever will go wrong. Did you just use the word stipulate correctly? I, I think I did. Really? I think I did. Okay. But I don't know. I'll I'm not a lawyer. That, I'm not we'll, a lawyer. We'll find out. I'm sure our readers will let us know. Our readers? Is there a transcript of this podcast going out? There is. At a regular okay. search for truthblogspot.com. <laughs> Who do you have typing these things out? That's why it takes me so long to post them. Oh, God. I, I literally have to transcribe them every week. It'll be two months before this podcast uh, arrives. It is, today is September 3rd, 2009. <laughs> 2009? 2003? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's not September. Uh... Anyway, part Tiffany. Part Tiffany. Resolved. I mean, have you have you had any part Tiffany's? I know what you're talking about. I feel like we may have made a word that's too important for for the concept, though. You know, like the word sounds bigger than it actually is than what we're talking about. Like when you notice, you know, suddenly you notice uh, the first time you learn about the paint on the on the roads. Yeah. I don't know if that's really a big deal. I mean, who said it was a big deal? Well, I don't know. Like our our whole u- use of the word of the particle funny <laughs> of the fanny particle. What? Oh, you mean happening? Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but that's why we use part. Yeah. It's kind of like if you put pseudo in front of anything, it kind of like subliminates. It it's, it makes it lesser. Subjugates. Subverts? Subverts the word, yeah. right? So if I said, like, pseudoscience. Uh, well, that means not science, yeah. Well, yeah. it means it's kind of science. <laughs> but it's not really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Well, okay, it's basically... Pseudo is the word Pseudo that, means, like, fake. Well, pseudo is the word that embodies... <laughs> so maybe we should call this pseudophony. 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 That's not good enough for you. But it, but the thing is, it is an epiphany. I feel like epiphany is a bigger thing. Epiphany is like, oh my god, my you know. Right, my but world that's why changed. we're subjugating it with, or like uh, sublimating it, or subverting subverting it with the part epiphany. Maybe we should make it a microphony. But <laughs> microphony is all right, or partiphony. Partiphony. Partial. <laughs> Partial. Partial. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's think about that and come back to it. But I mean, I'm still like would like to know if you've had a partiphony. I think I've definitely had experiences like that where you learn something you and then you one? notice one. I, I think know, I have seeing I, cell phone towers around. And yeah, then you see them. Yeah, that's like, the thing. You know, oh, there's one. There's one. There's one. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking of one. Another one, but you know, I think those things happen. A good amount. They happen a ton of times. They, they happen like a lot when you're a kid too. It's like for me they happen all the time. I mean, I just like I'm always noticing stuff. It's just crazy. Like uh, like even like uh, registration stickers on license plates. It's just interesting to look around how that works, you mm-hmm. know. Or like um, sometimes you'll drive down the street and there's no cars parked there. You're like, why is that? Oh, street parking. Street exactly yeah. right. It's like, and that's not very. That's that's a totally dumb one. But it's like. Well, there are things you realize at a certain point. Right. And, you know, then, and then it makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, 
maybe if you were new to the city, you wouldn't even think about it. You'd just be like, that's right. weird. But you'd be like, oh, or no, if you would never city. lived in a city. If you'd right. always lived out in the country where you can park anywhere at any time. Exactly. You know, it's like subtle things like that. Or like, like I said, that movie thing is really interesting. There's so many, actually, the movies, there's so many things like that. Oh, like, that actually, that is one because I'm taking these film classes. And, uh, and you notice you don't see movies the same way. No, you don't, Once right? you talk about editing yeah. and stuff, you're like, oh, that was a good cut. That's a bad cut. That, you know, oh, that's clearly the classic example of, you know, continuity coverage right, or whatever. Right, you right. Know. Uh, that's probably not that same actor's hand. They just had a hand model. I mean, you there know, you go. Like, Part Tiffany's crazy over yeah. here, dude. That's great. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're on board with this Part Tiffany's. All right, all right. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you got any, uh, anything else? I, Dude, we, uh, I think we stretched that pretty well. I don't even know where we started from. <laughs> we started from zero with that. that Bart. We started yeah. from Bart. Uh, don't have a cow, man. I, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a job interview on Friday. Oh, how'd that go? Went well. Went well. I think uh, they said they would get back to me soon enough. And Don't call us. Know. We'll call you. Well, you know, I, uh, I felt I felt positive, not 100%, but like... Did you feel uh, like you rocked the interview? I feel like I... It was a panel interview. There were three people. Okay. And I feel like uh, one person thought I was really great. Mm-hmm. One person thought I was good. And one person I couldn't really get a vibe from. Uh, and so maybe negative. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I felt, coming out of it, I felt pretty good. Uh, but then, today, I got uh, I got asked to do another interview. So I feel like, wow, oh, nice. It's sort of one of those uh, things that were picking up. Yeah, and then, and then I found last week, I found this job opportunity that I just applied for. So I probably won't hear from them for a while, if ever. That, that was just like an awesome opportunity. Like right up your alley or whatever. Like definitely something where... You know, if something else doesn't come up in the interim, I would definitely do that. You know, uh, so yeah, I feel like you know, after after a dearth of opportunities and, and just this uh, this sort of lack of, of anything going on, I feel kind of new word good. idea. What's that? Why is it like you have like a dry spell? Okay, there's an expression: it rains and it pours. Right. Do we need a word for that, or is that just like for cool? when it rains it pours? Yeah. Or is that like is that good enough? No, I think there's a lot of words that, I mean, that can be used in that context. If you want a single word that, that what, what is it doing? Describing the, the arrival of the poor? Yes. That's like a deluge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A flood? I think there's a lot of words that are used metaphorically. Uh, But but you want a non-water related word? Well, deluge and flood kind of imply this sort of, it doesn't necessarily um, imply the desperation that you felt beforehand. Mm. And maybe not in your case desperation, but like sort of like disappointment that there was not previously. You want a word for a rush of salvation. But the thing is, it's not even salvation. It's like, I don't even want this many opportunities or rain uh, or whatever. It's like, I just want the one thing. You know what okay. I mean? Like, why is it that when it rains, it pours. When like all I want is a little bit of rain, a little sprinkle is great. But right. you gotta pour on me, and you gotta flood so up this, all my stuff. So this this word you're looking for has a has a slightly negative connotation. Well, I think so. Yeah, because I mean I don't really. I mean, does anybody care for when it rains, it pours? I think it's a slightly negative phrase. 
Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Unless, unless it's you know, like, oh, and then I found this twenty dollar bill, and then you know, found a fifty dollar bill when it rains it pours. You know, like I, I don't know. Then maybe that's. I guess that's that is positive. Used, I mean, you're right. I mean, it is positive. I guess you could use that phrase, but I don't think anybody does. Okay, we can think about it. All right. I mean, no need to keep like have a literal sort of like. Uh, I think uh, we rip would be a good word when it rains pours. We rip. <laughs> we rip. Rap. Rip. Why ripe? All right, here's a. You got anything else? <laughs> Whoa. I'm tired of your topic. Whoa. God damn. I'm just you saying, don't even want to know like who I interviewed with and who I got a new interview offer with or anything like you're that? You're being all deceptive about it. I thought um, you were totally talking hey, about it. No, forget about it. What do you got? No, no. I mean, please, you, please, no. please, please. No, get out of here. What, no. do, you, what do you want hey, to talk hey, about? Hey, you don't want to talk hey, about Hey. Hey. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about your interview. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I do. You're lying. Who did you interview with? I interviewed with the uh, the city department of the environment. San Francisco City? That's the one. All right. Yeah. It's a big city. Or at least it's a well-known city. I think I know somebody city. who works in the department of environment. Oh, yeah? Who's that? I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> and her name is... Mailing. I don't know her. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Like, would it be like downtown? Four blocks from where I live. That's terrible. Where are you going to park your car? I don't have one. <laughs> a little jokey poo there. I can't believe you just added eat poo to uh, a word. How about jokey? Oh, no. That's bad also. Uh, and don't, then, have, don't have a cow, man. Then the uh, interview I got offered today was with USAID. Oh, I think you, you talked about them before, off air, uh, yeah. as it were. Yes. Yes, definitely off air. Can't talk about them on air. In fact, I didn't get offered an interview with them. Yeah, but U.S. Um, help. <laughs> anyway. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any, uh, are you going to like send thank you notes? Like what's your philosophy on that? That's the thing. The, the lady who contacted me about the interview was not the lady who interviewed me. So I wasn't, she was an HR Typical. person. You know, and the people who interviewed me weren't. Right, right. HR. So. No, I man, you don't necessarily want it with the HR person. Right. But I don't know. Do I send her a thank you? Note? I don't know. I'm very unclear. I, I don't even know what I did my last time I interviewed. I usually don't because I just think it's like not really. I mean, I'm an engineer. so like It's not maybe, genuine. Yeah. I mean, for engineers, maybe it's more like, well, this guy's the best. So whatever. You know, like maybe they don't really care. Right. Maybe for other types of positions, it's a little more like, you know, personal. But uh, I mean, I don't. I feel very awkward. I might have done it. I'm not gonna say I didn't do it. I just it's hard to remember what I did with my last job. But I feel like I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I've done that. If I did, it would just be an email. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, like I mean, but I think a lot of times they want like people like recommend like if you go on the internet for like resume tips, I would imagine that they very wholeheartedly support. Writing a thank you note, yes, sending it, yes, in a letter or what, or like, you know, postcard or something. But like I sort of it strikes me as as a slightly ingenuine thing. Whereas, like, I there are things I would write a, a thank you note for, and there are things I'm really genuinely thankful for. Whereas, getting a job interview, it's like if you think I'm a qualified candidate, then I deserve the job interview. You right. know, right. it's it's not something that you. I mean, it's your job to look for the right person, 
And if I am potentially the right person, then that's just how it works. I don't need to thank anybody for that. Whereas, you know, if I ask someone for a letter of recommendation or something like that, then I'll write them a thank you note because it's like, hey, I really appreciate that you went out of your way to do that. Right, right. Here, it's not like these people are going out of their way. I, you know, it would be great to, to get the job. It, it was really great to have the interview. Yeah, but, and also, like, uh, I think a pro technique is actually you should be interviewing, like, they say that you should be interviewing them. Right. Like, that's another yeah. way to look at it because it's like, you know, and maybe for your first job or whatever, like, you know, you never worked before you're out of college or out of high school or whatever it is you're out of you're like oh i just want this job you know but like after you've worked for like out of five, jail out of whatever it is you know what i mean out of a hole that's what I you know. <laughs> uh this i need to earn money but you're just like i just want this job thank you so much whatever like ask me a question i will answer it you know but like i think they say that if you actually want to come off a little bit more intelligent or a little more like serious, you start asking them questions, and you come with a list of prepared like you know how does this work? Or I remember like, you mentioning this actually the last podcast. Did I? Yes. Ah, yeah. well. But no, can continue. We can, we can, we have can a, tag this twice. Yeah, interview tips. Yes, interview tips with the irregular search for truth. I am actually three for three for my interviews. So uh, I I know you mentioned that in the last podcast, and then it turned out to be a lie. So, I recall that actually. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have listened to multiple podcasts, Sachin's a liar. Sachin did not tell the truth on the whole three for three thing. Well, it was an irregular sort of truth. <laughs> no, no. The search is what is irregular, not the truth. <laughs> that would be the search for irregular truths. Which well, would be a totally I know, it's like an irregular podcast. search for truth, which might not end you up in a truth that you might like, you know? It's, well, that would be an inconvenient truth, and Al Gore is already all over that. That's copyrights. Yeah, what a bastard. Well, anyway, if you need any tips. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Interview tips with the irregular search for truth. Three for three. All right. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. That's exciting. I, okay, here's another kind of a segue. A segue. Um, I am somewhat notorious for never saying thank you. Or please. Mm. I'm a rude dude. Yeah. Comments. Saying <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hmm. Like, am I supposed to say yes or no? Have you noticed such a thing? I Are you, have you I ever been remember, offended? I remember, no, I mean, you've never offended me personally. But I do uh, remember, like, when, when uh, uh, we lived down in San Diego, and, and uh, I remember hanging out with Nod and, and sort of making fun of you for not having the most tact. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, I, am a, I am a little... See, tactless means you have no tact, right? What's the word for deficient in tact? Um, deficient also means, like, you don't have any, but, like, uh, less endowed. <laughs> Intact. Uh, I don't. You know, I think. Um, well, that that would be a fun word to figure out. Uh, uh, Mid attacked. No. Proto tactful. Proto. What's proto mean? Proto means like you have the the earliest uh, uh, primordial. Uh, sense of tact yeah but, but that, that kind of implies that i want to have tact like i'm working towards tact okay, and maybe uh, maybe you know like and it would i guess that, 
You know, I would like to have. So time. maybe, maybe any. T- well, then there you go. But I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> like, let's be real, you know. So you have like Cro-Magnon tact, and it's just the way you it's are, gonna be. It's gonna be extinct. No, 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 no. It's, no passage. Of it's the just tact. like I feel like maybe I am a little straightforward sometimes, and like, but I mean at the same, I'm like, this is kind of off topic. But like, and what I mean is like, I don't use the word please or thank you very much. Like when it comes to interviews, I don't send thank you notes, and if I do, it's just like because I feel like I have to, mm-hmm. you know. And like I feel like. I try to convey my thankfulness to the person. I feel like they know that I'm appreciative of whatever their actions are, you know. And like, so I don't just—I don't know what it is. I just don't use those words very much, you know. I say thanks maybe once in a while, but I don't ever say please. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's, it's wrong either. A, Great. It's just a different way of, I'm awesome. of being. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, coaches. Coaches, yeah. what's that? Coaches, that's a. Western word. It's like an album, right? Like an audio slave. It's a name. I don't. Is it? Co- they they adopted it from uh, from the Western vocab. Really? Yeah. What's it mean? Coaches. I don't know. It's just a name. Like of a person. Yeah. Oh, like Slim. Yeah, it's like Slim or Duke. Duke. <laughs> I don't know. Or fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my name is William Fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole please and thank you thing, I think, you know, uh, I well, I wonder, like, it, growing up, did your parents ever say, you know, say please, say thank you? No, not really. So then I guess it just sort of natural. But maybe we're just rude people. Well, I don't think it's rude necessarily. It's just, I mean, I think, here's the thing. I think rude is a negative, And what you're talking about is an absence. There's a difference between being negative and, and well, I not. Mean, some people consider it completely and utterly rude not to say, send a thank you note or to say thank you or whatever. Just like it's just like that's just the way it needs to be. Like when somebody, I think they're they're just uh, beaten down by their by the, the social strata that they were born into. I think like look a thank you is a positive, of course. An F you is a negative. <laughs> For sure. You know? But nothing, that's a nothing. That's just, that's... But if know. I gave you something, you right. would, like, probably say thank you, I suppose, right? Oh, yeah. And I would say thank you. Yeah. But do you need to, like... I mean, I guess at one point, is it like, oh, thanks, Dario, thanks. All right, see you later. Or is it like you kind of want a little more? Well, uh, I think that, that what happens is if you give someone something that you feel is kind of an important thing or yeah. you know yeah. uh, uh, something of value and they and the impression you get is that it's kind of blown off and right. that could be offensive right but if if it's just like uh, you know hey can you hand me the scissors sure okay. yeah yeah you know it's like you don't do you really need to say thank you for that I mean it's nice how about scissors See that, that you're getting into the kind of like you're my lackey, zone, right? For you know, right, which right. is not not the nicest thing because you then it's like expected that this person will do this service for you, and it it should never be expected that this person will do this service for right, you. Right. Right. Uh, so I mean, I would say in general it's a nice thing to say please and thank you, but do I consider it rude if you don't say please and thank you to me? I guess really a little bit of tone also, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you could almost, you almost have to read somebody, which is kind of the weird thing about when you, 
Have you ever chatted on the internet or like uh, since when you email or whatever? Right, they're hard to interpret. It's sometimes. like there's, there's a, the tone is like completely missing. You know, yeah. you have these emoticons, which is like I guess a start. You know, but, right, but you, know, you could wink weak. at somebody, right? But and, it's like and the emoticons, like honestly, sort of more annoying than effective. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you want something that indicates your tone. Like here, I'm being sarcastic. Right, right. Here, I, you know, I mean, this is a genuine compliment. Nice job, genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but the emoticons, like whenever emoticons are on like a posting or an email, I'm just like, ah, oh, God, <laughs> oh, Jesus, take that off. You look like, you know, I don't know, words that I can't say. We, we got an explicit tag. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> Too offensive. No, wow. no, please and thank you. That's, no. that's... All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I have a topic. Okay. Which, I don't know. It depends on how long you want to go here, but. I'm just going to broach it. Here we go. Intelligence. Genetic, not genetic. I had, a, I had a conversation this weekend with our assistant medical correspondent wow. up in Sacramento. Ooh. And uh, we had a little conversation about it. And, you know, he made some points. I made some points. What do you think about the geneticity, as it were, vis-a-vis -vis intelligence? Well, I think that first then we would need to define intelligence. No, I will not do that. No, we, that is required by your question. No, no, it is not, because that's an impossible... I mean, that's like a whole other can of worms. Let's just skip that worm can and just jump onto this question. That's a bad idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you... Uh, it depends. Is intelligence, you know, uh, your... I think, I think intelligence is probably a combination of factors, like your ability to, you know, remember knowledge that you gain, okay. your ability to uh, manipulate knowledge or interact with, you know, problem-solve. Analysis. Basically, analysis. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, other people might figure other things, like in a, you know, in a real sort of colloquial sense, maybe some people, if just they know a lot, they might be considered really intelligent, even if they don't know how to, you know, do anything with what they know. Right, right. So I think, I think before you jump onto that question of, is intelligence genetic or uh, learned? Uh, you you got to come down with a clearer parameter. If not a definition, so. you got to put limits on what is intelligence. Because clearly, knowledge is learned. For sure. For right? sure. But your ability to capture knowledge and your ability to, uh, to interact or manipulate knowledge and access it quickly, I would say that's probably more genetic. Say that again? Your ability to capture, manipulate, and access knowledge quickly is more genetic. I disagree. But I mean, I, okay. that was kind of our. That was kind of like one of the things. It's like, for me personally, it's weird. But I'm like, it almost like bothers me physically that anybody would claim that it's genetic. Like I don't know why, but it's like I feel like, and I've been, I don't know what it is, but I, I was raised, or I mean, not necessarily my parents, but just like in general, mm -hmm. like I, that everybody can make anything of themselves. And that yeah. that extends itself to not only being president, which is like the classic question of like a five-year-old, but to intelligence. And it's like you could do whatever it is you want to do, and you can be whoever it is you want to be, and you could be as smart as, as, as you want to be. Right on. You know, and it's like whether that – you know, if that means that you remember facts quickly, then so be it. If you analyze, analyze things quickly, then that's what it is, you know? And if it's like those things where you are able to process things quickly, then that is because you made yourself do that. 
Well, yeah, okay, so there's an element of pushing yourself, will, right. and, and hard work sure. in the result. Okay. But, but so maybe, so maybe we, you know, we, we're differing on, on definitions of intelligence. Then. So like what I would say is, is, uh, you have a broader definition than what I was saying, but I would say like your ability to remember, you can probably improve that. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I See, bet you can definitely improve your and, ability and to that's, remember. So like I will grant the idea that there is a range of, of like intelligence like maybe when you're born you have if you you know were just right like okay, got making... no intelligence it's like that's fine you here you are you know but it's like the brain is so like flexible and so plastic mm -hmm. that you could be whoever you want to be you know if you were slightly lower in the range than some other the baby the next crib over no big deal because 20 years later you guys are the exact same person yeah, yeah, and you can you can push yourself definitely and work and hard. And so, in the end, it's like you, the intelligence is your intelligence, right? Or and intelligence is a weird. See, word. that's the that's the thing. The word is weird. It's a weird that's word, but take from it what you will. You know, it's like when you think about people, you ask them, are they smart or are they not smart? Are they good or are they not good? You know, whatever it is. Like if you have a job, for example, and you're in a group of ten people, let's say, usually there's somebody who's like, oh, this is the guy who's like the pro in our group. This is the guy who's really good. Mm -hmm. What and you know, it could be truck driving, it could be backhoeing, it could be digging, it could be plastering, painting, engineering, writing, editing, whatever it happens to be. There's usually one guy who's just really good, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like and it might be that he has twenty years experience and nobody mm -hmm. else does. Or it's just like, hey, that guy's pretty good. You know, mm -hmm. he's been here a long time and he just figures stuff out and he gets it, you know, and it's like, how did that guy get how did that guy get to be that way? You know, or how did he be intelligent? How did he do that? What did I just say? Oof. How did he get where he got? You just said a couple of beers. <laughs> but also, but also, like generally speaking, you might also associate a certain level of intelligence with certain professions. Maybe if one was to get there, or, yeah, you know, and like, but that's dangerous. It is dangerous. But like, one was to say, like, let's just go towards the danger for a second. Okay. It's like I'm an engineer, for example, right? Like. People who are engineers are generally considered to be intelligent, for for better or for worse. Hopefully, that's here's the thing: you're hopefully intelligent, but what it turns out is, uh, were you graded on a curve, or did you? you know, no, but like, I mean, I think, and I think it, the reason is because in order to succeed as an engineer, they say that you need sort of analytic reasoning. You know, ability to read in new information, process it, and put something out, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, the traditional construction worker is considered kind of like a dope, you know, for better or for worse. You know, like, because basically he's just. Rough. No, it is. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just saying that it's a stigma. Okay. I'm not saying it's true. Because, I mean, there's plenty of intelligent people in every profession, and most people rise to the top. You know, there's plenty of people who have started their own business from being a construction worker. They were a contractor, and they started their own business, and now they're, like, you know, making tons of money, way more than you and I will ever make, probably. You know, but it's like it just so happens that they chose carpentry. Is or, that your metric, though? How much money they make? No, no, of course not. Oh. Of course not. But I'm just saying, like, uh, if you were to look at an engineer and say he made a ton of money, you'd be like, oh, whatever. You know, he made a lot of money, but he got lucky. But if you looked at a carpenter, because you don't necessarily associate carpenters making a ton of money, you might say, oh, well, he made, did well for himself because he so started. Carpenters do make good money. I'm sure they make. They, yeah. I'm sure they make fine money. But I'm just saying, like. He rose up. It's just it's just considered a blue collar job. Okay. Right. And to rise up from a blue collar job and to be your own boss and to start your own company is considered 
you know, for better or for worse, a success. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, if you're making a ton of money, that's great. It's just, you know, it doesn't really, that's not really what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about like taking your abilities and like working them up. Okay. You know, and I, that, that kind of stuff, you know, like being able to speak clearly and like not, I mean, that's, that's very also like uh, subjective, yeah. but being able to communicate effectively, understand what errors maybe you're making and, you know, correct them, right. you know, work and just improve yourself and think, you know, always like different metrics. There's so many ways of met- there's, I mean, it's almost impossible to say whether or not intelligence is this thing or that thing, or if it's a, it's a blend of all these things, mm-hmm. right? But I'm wondering whether you think it's genetic or not, and I say no. Well, when you get that broad, I think, it, no, it isn't. It's a combination of genetics and, and uh, other things. I mean, because, yeah, if, if you had somebody who had, you know, the genes of, you know, being able to, to uh, remember everything that they ever saw, you know, every, everything they ever uh, experienced, and, uh, and, you know, reassemble those and, and do whatever, but they never put any effort into right. into you know learning into uh, into trying new things into being creative into working hard then yeah they they would not you know that and people don't necessarily consider that intelligence they they consider it almost freakishly awesome it's funny because when people you know you deal with somebody like let's say you deal with them for a year in terms of your work or whatever it is you get a sense of if somebody asks you is that guy like pretty good or is he like is he pretty smart and you're like yeah, he's pretty awesome at remembering facts, but he's not very good at anything else. You know, and like people kind of realize that it's like, oh, well, that's really cool, and yet, like, I don't really necessarily want that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of want this sort of like it factor that is hard to quantify, but everybody, I feel like, has this innate sense of what that it is. So, but you're but you're using the word intelligence for that it. I'm using intelligence for it because that's all that's all I have. You know, okay. I mean, smart. Or intelligence, one of those things. But what does it mean to be intelligent or smart? Does it mean that you can solve a hundred math problems in a second, or does it mean that you know, given a new problem, given a new situation, given a new like job, a new task, you can like, hey, you can figure that out and you can get along with it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're different kinds of intelligence, and that's the thing, right? Intelligence is probably a blend of all those things, right? right. Emotional intelligence, you know, people intelligence, smart math intelligence, you know, like doing quick like processing, logic, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not one thing is, in fact, if you just had one of those things, most people will write you off because that's annoying, right? It's like, well, this guy is really good at, like I said, it's like, this guy's really good at remembering things, but that's not very helpful, you know? Unless well, that is helpful in certain It's situations. helpful if this guy was, if this guy's job was to do rote memorization, but I would like him to actually work for me and, like, you know, if he encounters a problem, not have to call me every five minutes, right, right. you know? It's things like that. But anyway, that was kind of a. So is it genetic or is it learned? Uh, yeah, that's a combination. That's that's uh, the nature nurture debate. It is well, it is, it is, and I would go nurture. I would go nurture. <laughs> New word for the day. It's a combination of nature and nurture. It's called nurture. Wow, that's like a parpiphany. <laughs> Everybody is a product of their nurture. And with that, I think it was perfect. Yeah, uh, this has been the Irregular Search for Truth. You can email us at irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Thank you very much. Have a good night.